Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, Nintendo employees, we have a... An important deadline coming up. It's the launch of the Nintendo 64. And we know that PlayStation, we know that Saturn, they've they've all got the jump on us. So when we drop this system, it has to be a big drop. It has to be a meteoric, Uh, like the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs style drop. You said it, boss. Yeah. So, So here's what we need. Every Nintendo system has a gimmick. It's got that hook that people talk about. And for the N64, a cartridge-based system here in the late 90s, we're going to need a controller that stands out from the rest. So I want to hear your ideas. I want to hear what you think we should do for the N64 controller. And remember, we got four ports on the front of yes. the system. So yeah, I love love that idea. Love the love four player games being standardized. I think that's great. Look, yeah. we know that 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 Miyamoto Miyamoto son uh, is designing uh, Mario 64 around analog controls. So this thing has to have an analog stick. We can say yes. there's a baseline. Has yeah. to have yeah. an analog stick. Analog stick. Right, Definitely. Great. Definitely. But there's still going to be games that use a D-pad. So I think we should throw a D-pad on there too. Okay, so so a D-pad and an analog stick. Mm. D-pad and look, this is this is Nintendo's innovation. This will be the first okay. controller that has both. And 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 you know what my, my where I'd go from there is that they should be nowhere near each other. What? Yeah. They should be on like completely different parts of the controller. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And you know, while we're while we're talking about like lo- like button logistics, let's talk form factor, right? Mm. Because think about what we've been working with recently. Um, the the NES rectangular, there's a D-pad, mm-hmm. two buttons. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. SNES, sort of similar form factor, similar shape, rounded, right? Yeah. D-pad. Yeah. I think there's Ergonomic. four buttons there. Or Shoulder buttons. Ergonomic's yeah. a good word, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A good word to throw in the fucking trash. I think this needs I'm to be sorry. a fucked up shape. Yeah, I think uh, that's a great point. Okay, I've I I clearly made a mistake by saying at the top of this uh, meeting, you know, on the on the invitation on the memo that was passed around the office that every idea that you guys gave me had to be accepted by the company. I'm regretting that now. Uh, for clarity's sake, you said the D pad wasn't going to be anywhere near the analog stick. So are you expecting them to be on opposite sides of the controller, like one on the left and one on the right? I wouldn't go that far. It's more that, you know, they're kind of, you can't use the the same thumb to reach both of them at once. Yeah. So maybe like one is on one part. You know what? I, I don't want to draw everyone's attention to this mood board I've created uh, okay. just for what the, con- the, the controller could feel like. As we uh-huh. see on here, I have Poseidon's Trident. Uh, I think yeah. that's a good good sort of... That's really know, good baseline for entry for what this thing should feel like. Yeah. So you you want a non ergonomic tr- 
trident where the analog stick and the D-pad are nowhere near each other. Yeah. And uh, like a hole in the back. A hole? A what? Like a like a hole in the back. A hole? Yeah. yeah you a, could like, it's like, like a, a thing. We'll figure out what to put in there you later. Put stuff but, in there later. We'll figure that out a few years in. What yeah. goes just, in there. But there's... So there's just a, a slot, a hole on the back of the controller. Yeah, TBD slot. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good because we'll want to put something back there. Of course, because otherwise there's just an open hole on the back of the control. Guys, I'm I'm drawing what, what you guys are pitching uh-huh. here on the board, and it is it is ugly, it is uh, non-ergonomic, hole on the back, analog stick. Are we going to say center of the trident? That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that sounds perfect. I think, oh, my God. At the very least, it should have 16 methods of input. That's all I'm saying. I think is, that's good. I just want to make sure that every single button is a different size. <laughs> like, think the opposite of uniform. Yeah. So, okay. So every button's a different size. Uh-huh. Uh, but but we, could be, we could be fair here. You got, you've got your, your four face buttons and your two, your two input methods. Four yeah. face buttons. Try six. Six. And they're different shapes. Seven. 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 All right. So there's. And some shoulder buttons and then a little like sort of like, ooh, that's kind of like an underbelly button. An underbelly. So, but. Yeah, like a trigger kind of like a gun. Yeah. Like this. uh, You're holding up a gun in the office. He's holding up a gun in the office. Yeah, we all got guns. I got one. I don't have a gun. Is this ish? I don't have a gun. So you. All right. We're it's 1996. Have... You better go get a gun, sweetheart. <laughs> sweetheart? I mean, I guess it's 96, so that's yeah, acceptable. Yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay in 1996. Probably the, <laughs> the, the nicest thing said to me in the office. <laughs> so reiterate, a trident, uh, 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 analog stick in the middle, D-pad on the side, six randomly sized uh, face buttons, or did you say seven? Can't remember. Shoulder seven. buttons, a gun trigger underneath the hole yeah. on the back of the controller. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, gentlemen, because I said yes to everything, let's print it. <laughs> we reminisce about our low poly, low frame rate, stubbornly still on cartridge favorites as we draft our favorite N64 games this week on Get Played. Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's, let me take that again. It's yeah. not enough enthusiasm. It sounded great to me. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm listening to the show. All right, here we go. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to 
Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger. I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone, you motherfuckers. What is up? <laughs> like, I feel like that's a good energy to bring into the show because, like, yes. if you're if you're listening, you're like, oh, I'm amped. I'm amped, especially because we record the opening sketches after we've done the episode, listener. Yeah. yeah. And if the opening sketch happens to be really sad, it's going to be really funny to go <laughs> into that energy. Which happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it is. We we had a we did a we did a restart. We start we did a first take of that, like beginning, like not our intro, but our just like our opening to the the show proper. And yeah. then I might it leave was, it in. Matt might leave it in. I might leave it in that, just because then everybody betrayal. knows what's going on. <laughs> that's you know a mean? fucking betrayal right there, man. Well, if we're I talking mean, I about agree it, with it, I agree with it. Yeah. And now that we're talking about it, I agree with it. But I, I'm. I, I just want to say I feel betrayed by both of you. I was trying to be professional. No, it's trying okay. to give the listener what they want, and you guys are like, you know what? I might put. This I'm gonna stuff show in. unprofessional as bitches. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw her under the tires of the bus and then direct the driver towards her body. I might leave in the stuff that we were talking about before about uh, burritos and whatnot. Just what? Having, just oh like, yeah, <laughs> put my cottage cheese chunk in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was good stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's good. Uh, people are gonna want to hear that stuff. Mm. You know, no, it's, it's, no. It's, these days, these days <laughs> no. with content, you don't really know like where the line starts and stops. You know, you kind of just gotta get it all out there. That's what people like. One hundred percent. I've heard that content now has to be just genuine. Like a lot of people on TikTok are just doing like, you know, genuine and that mm-hmm. that forced sort of like enthusiasm and performance and professionalism is off putting to a bunch of people now. So instead of like, you know, going after it 100 percent, you try and walk into a space and be which in itself is a form of performance. It's like uh, Dog May or uh, Jean-Luc Godard or mm-hmm. am I right, guys? Come on. Come on. Look at that cinema. Look at that cinema. Good references. Those little Lars good von Trier. Cinema. Little Lars. Little Lars. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that's why I'm like, I'm silently agreeing. Here's here's what here's the thing I learned about. Because uh, when I was trying to do some some TikTok videos myself, I learned about a phenomenon called the millennial pause. Have you heard of this? I have heard of this. So this is a and and first off, I was flattered to be characterized as a millennial because I think we, we learned from last week's episode when we were talking about console generations because of my ownership of an NES that actually puts me as late Gen X. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but but apparently what it is, is when you start a video, the brief pause before you begin talking, when you make sure the video is recording is known as the millennial pause. So like you hit the record button. like. Hey, I'm Nick Weiger. I'm here. I'm going to go ahead and review these uh, Cinebytes from Sonic. Let's go ahead and take Cinebytes? You might be What the fuck show are you? What? You're get, you're going to be confused you because you couldn't like you couldn't be like I I'm here to review Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. You immediately went your default setting is not us. That's interesting. <laughs> I did say Sonic, who is a, a video game character. <laughs> And as Matt pointed out, Cinnabites does kind of taste like, sound like Cinnabites. Tastes like Cinnabites. Boy, that'd be weird. We should do a crossover, by the way. There Mm -hmm. is an energy drink company that makes anime and video game themed energy drinks, like licensed energy drinks. And I got an ad served to me for Naruto Sage Mode Energy Drink. This isn't an ad. This is a real thing that happened to me. I'm replying. 
I'm telling other people about an ad I saw. So the ad was extremely effective. Uh, <laughs> it's super and I was effective. Like, I, I was like, holy shit. I would totally drink Naruto drink before I went and fucking boxed. Like, I, yeah. I, I, why? How? Why did it take so long? Do you remember when they had and I never I never tried it, but I it was Final Fantasy 12. They had a potion drink. Yes. That they were marketing. Did you have it? I did. I had it. Uh, there was a store here. I think in Torrance that was importing them. So I drove down wow. to Torrance because I was like, I got to have a Final Fantasy drink. And then I also drank one in Japan for a limited time. They were in like a, a nicely shaped bottle and then they went into cans. And the first one I had was in the nicely shaped bottle. And boy, oh boy, do I wish I'd save that bottle because it was fucking cool. Wow. Probably would uh, sell for a pretty penny as well if you wanted to do that. I'm seeing on eBay that the uh, Final Fantasy XII Potion Empty set of six, they all have different tops. Yeah. Premium Complete Collection is going for $99. It's not bad. Not That's a pretty good ROI. They're pretty yeah. bottles, right? They kind of look really like nice. a potion yeah. in the game. And then, yeah, I, I it, it was sort of a metallic, like a, like a Coke bottle was what I had the second one in. Yeah, I see that here too. It's like a sort of like an aluminum bottle, like not yeah. really interesting. No, it actually, kind of makes it look like it's like worse. Like it, it's it kind of sucks comparatively. <laughs> Looks like it tastes like shit. What was for that? Was that Final Fantasy twelve or thirteen? I thought it was twelve, but I could be wrong. It's twelve. It was twelve. Okay, and that's a long yeah. time ago. I was still a games journalist. It's that. That's what you always find out. And hey, we're going to get there in a second. But it's it's like it's I, I I always love the meme is like, this is what you think Final Fantasy was 20 years ago. And it shows like, you know, Final Fantasy six. And it's like, this is what it actually was 20 years ago. And it's like Final Fantasy 10. And you're like, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> Fucking old as shit. Wait, Slow I want to know if time is crushing. Hold on. Hold on. Final uh -huh. fan. What what Final Fantasy game came out in? 2003 this tactics advance oh tactics my god advance. it was tactics okay. advance i've been trying to beat <laughs> tactics advance for for 20 years no <laughs> oh no Ten gotta do it this year one oh so my been, god yeah Jesus oh Christ. no oh my head i feel like i just gave myself an aneurysm that news from 2001 is shocking you i have some other news for you as well <laughs> 2003. All right, Shrek now I want to know <laughs> yeah. 2013. So a 10 years ago game. Oh. <laughs> I just saw this and I, it made me throw up. This one is good. Oh, my God. No. Oh, no. 10 years ago. Was Final Fantasy fourteen the online game? Yeah, that was a decade ago. Oh, but no. the Realm Reborn came a little later, oh, so it wasn't really the game no. we know now. And don't forget the Final Fantasy ten and ten two HD remaster. Oh sure. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> live on the show, <laughs> I had like a crisis. <laughs> Yeah, you threw up. <laughs> I looked at a game title and I threw up. <laughs> oh, my God. 
We we have a little bit of business to get to at the top of the show, which we is do? that I found out from our Discord server. Oh that yeah, that people are missing out on what the We Play You Play is. So it's it's uh, it's a combination of of people who who batch listen, who listen in binges, oh, and then man. there's also yeah. I'm really excited. Are we going to play Sonic Frontiers again? No. So that people I'll, can. <laughs> I'm fucking in. We can't. I returned my copy. We can't do it. <laughs> I've never done that. Um, I can't buy it twice. Shout out to shout out to Tyler at the at the Culver Farmers Market who I see and, and talk to every week. And he was ta- he listens to the pod. And wow. He, he mentioned. Um, so, he was like, I just beat Sonic Frontiers. I was like, yeah. He's like, it, it's like, it fucking rules. He's <laughs> like, so, like so happy about okay. it. Tyler rules. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, we're not going to play Sonic Frontiers again. But we are going to try to move. I am going to try to consciously move the We Play, You Play announcement. What this month's game is for our, our, our long episode uh, where we discuss one game at length. At the end of each month, I'm going to move that to the top of the show as opposed to the end of the show in that big uh, paragraph of announcement, so hopefully more people will catch it. So that said, we haven't decided what our we play you play is. <laughs> so Why I thought we decide right here. But they have an entire month to talk about it. <laughs> Shut no, up. Let's 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 decide right now, right here, right now. Here here are the two candidates. I think we we. We uh, narrowed it down to in our text thread. Both remakes of yeah. beloved games. Uh, yes. Dead Space. Fortnite. No, what? Huh? Dead Space <laughs> and Goldeneye. Wait, wait, hey, we could do a Fortnite. I mean, no, we've already done a no, Fortnite no, episode. No, no, no. We can't so do a early. Fortnite again. Nobody would be um, mad. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so Goldeneye or Dead Space? Yeah, and Goldeneye is yes. not necessarily a remake. It's more of a just like a, just a, a re-release. Port. Yeah, yeah. Wait, if that was the case, could I play it on my N64 or would I have to play these new versions? No, I think you could play it on whatever you want. You could play it on whatever you want. Honestly, it would be a good perspective to play it on the N64. We also could pull this. I'm not saying we have to pull this, but that's an option. I don't think we should pull it. I think we should do it right here. Okay. So here's here's, here's my perspective on this. One, I've never played Dead Space. Okay. So this is an entirely new experience for me, potentially. Yes. Yes. Same as me. Uh, Matt is also a, a famous coward. Uh, yeah, and, uh, it's a very scary game. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's supposed to be fucking terrifying. John really? Carpenter tweeted that he loved it. Oh, the comparison to a- we were talking Xenomorphs earlier, so it's like it's 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 alien esque. So my okay, so my scale just got tipped. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, John Carpenter <laughs> said it was uh, whack. <laughs> he said, "I'm done with games. I'm going back to movies." He said, this. <laughs> "That's cool." So here, my perspective on this was. Uh, you know, first you've got your uh, your Dead Space. I've never played it, so it would be totally new world, very exciting. Uh, but on the other hand, Goldeneye is like a Beatles album at this point. It's like one of those things you should have done. And I played it back in the day, but what like playing it again thirty years later or whatever the fuck it is would be really interesting. I, I agree there's some, like, I, I was leaning Dead Space, and the more I've thought about it, the more I wonder if we should just try to do the, gold, the like, the comprehensive GoldenEye episode and talk about, like, you know, how, what it feels like to play it now, what it felt like to play it back then, and kind of its, its, its arc and legacy, and I think there's something interesting about trying to figure out its place in, you know, the, the gaming pantheon and the N64 pantheon, because... It was really cool at the time, but also it is it is not a game that's like necessarily aged gracefully. 
But it is one of the first games that had a dual analog control scheme. That's huge. Even though it didn't have dual analog sticks. I I didn't play it that way back in the day. But the idea of holding two N64 controllers in each hand and dual analoging my way through GoldenEye might be kind of fun and interesting. It, an all-time dorm room game? Where where do the where do the because like hot seat multiplayer slash, you know, in in person couch multiplayer is kind of gone the way of the dodo but that that was the 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 heyday the n64 the four mm-hmm. controller ports and you know the dreamcast of the four controller ports and uh it, people were playing just games in front of one tv halo certainly up there goldeneye up there uh, i think i feel like smash melee that's partly my own experience but you know what are those all-time the guy game bmxxx the guy game for sure yeah uh all-time dorm game <laughs> all right here's my pitch is this mm-hmm we play, you play, Dead Space, an episode about Goldeneye. Wow. So we kind of have, have our cake and eat it, too. But also, that's a lot more work for both of us, for all yeah. of us. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Comes two full games to try to play through, as opposed well, to one. Okay. Which is, so, which is fine. We can do it. We have done it. I mean, remember a month Years ago, we would play like both E.T. and the entirety of uh, Dick's Racing Cox, uh, a Windows 3.1 adventure. Game yeah. of the year. Game of the year. <laughs> uh, my pitch, I guess it's not necessarily a pitch. I'm just unpacking these two ideas, right? Yeah. Like, I sort of, I don't have a problem with playing Dead Space. I'm interested in Dead Space. I watched a video about Dead Space the other night to see how scary it would be for me to play. And the video scared me, but I, I wouldn't mind playing it. I've also never played Goldeneye. Holy That's shit. That's fascinating. Yes. And oh, well, no, we got, we can't. Yeah, let's do it, yeah. We can't. Yeah. I also just feel like it's more readily, of, it's on Game Pass, it's we, on Nintendo Switch Online. We have to take our son to Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's maybe the more, the more user-friendly option for the listener. Yeah, there might be. It's 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 not like a you know a full price seventy dollar game that you'd ha- that you'd have to buy to play along. Although people have played, you know, it's a fucking re-release, yes, so people have played also, the original. Yes. They'll be able to have their own reflections on it. But yeah, I, I, I think that's a good that's a that's a nice thumb on the scale for Goldeneye. The the fact that the fact that it's readily available, doubly so. The fact that Matt's never played it. Let's do let's do Goldeneye. Fuck! Wow, wow we're doing we'll talk it. about it. All right, All right, so this month we play GoldenEye 007 coming Monday, February 27th, if you want to play And along. this is how democracy is going to work going forward. <laughs> well, no. There won't be a poll. Yeah. There won't be <laughs> an election of any kind. You won't right. get to pick. You'll just get to hear three people decide. Later today, I'm going to storm Apodaca's uh, house and demand a recount. <laughs> <laughs> So I did not keep my copy of GoldenEye for the N64. It is not in my hole. Uh, (laughs) But I do have an EverDrive for my N64, which is the way I was going to play it. Uh, But I'm 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 poking around here in the uh, on eBay. And this is an inexpensive game. Oh, yeah. It's 21 bucks. Oh, 
There were so many copies in the wild that I feel like it's just if you just want cart only, you can get yourself a 007. Wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll get myself the actual copy instead of uh, playing it on EverDrive. Well, there you go. Well, hey, that's what we're going to be playing. Well, Goldeneye later this month. But right now, there's some other games we've been playing. Team, what are you playing? Ooh, what are you playing? I brought that energy just like you guys. Yeah, wow. I appreciate you sitting there patiently through that uh, pro- extended prologue before we introduce you, Resident Evil Merchant. I was forced by the company to delete my Tinder profile. Tinder forced you? Yeah. Okay. So, you, you know, as an update to my personal life, uh, was uh, was asked... Uh, no, I was... My account was blocked. It was blocked? Yeah, permanently. Okay. I got I to gotta cease and desist. That's tough when you get the cease. I feel like those. that's always a package deal. You don't ever just get the cease or the desist. It's always a cease and desist. You, I mean, you may have more experience with that sort of thing. What? Wait, what? Just the cease and desist order. It's always the, the both at once. You don't just get the cease. And it's sort of like, it's a little redundant. Because desist also means cease. Yeah, are there synonyms? What are we doing here? Yeah. Let's save some time and save some syllables. Just have it be a cease order. Yeah, come on. I don't, I'll get off stop my soapbox. and Sorry. stop. I'm fucking pissed. If you're a new listener, <laughs> hi, I'm the Resident <laughs> Evil 4 merchant. And in the game, I ask people, what are you buying? But here in uh, Get Played, I ask, what are you playing? But I also have an extensive backstory. Yeah, it's there, you got a lot going on. And I, you know what? Honestly, we 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 settled a little business up top. We t- we just were just trying to, debating whether to play Goldeneye or Dead Space. We opted for Goldeneye as someone who is a uh, something of a of a living mascot for a major horror oh, franchise sweet. yourself. Thank you very much. How do you feel about us opting not to cover Dead Space? Good horror franchise. Good. That's, that's good. I auditioned for the lead in that game. Oh wow. Yeah, I was supposed to be that helmet guy. Uh-huh. What's Isaac. his name, Isaac? Yeah. I, I mean, helmet guy, he's commonly referred to as. Helmet guy, three yeah. eyes, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they wouldn't let me, uh, they, they said, you can't be in more than one game. Uh, that's probably good for, just because yeah, it implies, like, a shared universe if you're, if the Resident Evil merchant was the lead of of the Dead Space franchise, it's horseshit. Mario's in so many fucking games. Well, yeah, but Mario's kind of doing his own thing, you know. I mean, you, you're not really comparing yourself to Mario, are you? Yes, you are. You don't. You're not a playable character. I'm the Mario of Resident Evil Four. What are you buying? You, you think that, you- put me in a kart racer? Resident well, Evil yeah, Golf. You'd be, in a kart, you'd be in a kart racer for sure. But like uh, Dry Bones is in a kart racer. He's not like the lead of the game. Would I love to see a Dry Bones game? Yes. Yeah, Dry Bones is dry a turtle. Bones. It's a turtle that's a corpse, right? It's a skeleton. Yeah. Skeletal turtle. Think about yeah. what Mario's seen. Yeah, but he's seen some shit. <laughs> it's horrible. I think his sort of sunny outlook on life is the only way that he's able to endure that. We got to be nicer to Mario. Yeah. Guys, I feel like we're stalling for time that we don't have. So, what are you playing? Uh, thank you, Resident Evil Merchant. I will go first. Uh, I will I will dis- uh, discuss what I've been playing briefly. 
Uh, first off, uh, making my way through Sekiro. I'm not going to talk about Sekiro because I've talked about that in previous weeks. And it's I'm reading a book on mindfulness. And you know what? Here's a sentence that stuck with me. Things take as long as they take. And so I'm going to beat it when I beat it. All right. This is fucking bullshit. This is- but I am going to beat it. I'm, I'm working on it. It's great. That said, what I'm going to talk about, because I wanted to play something else. So I had something, something to discuss. Uh, so I went on the Steam store and I saw that Jurassic World Evolution 2 was on sale. And I went, I was like, fuck, this is on deep discount. It was like 70% off. I'm going to buy this fucking thing. I'm, I'm curious about it. And so I bought it, and then I went on, I booted up Game Pass, and I saw that it's on fucking Game Pass. So I got myself a refund of the Steam store and just downloaded it on, on Game Pass. But I guess, you know, that's like a little bit of a of a life lesson I just picked up there. If you see something on deep discount on Steam store, double check as to whether or not it showed up on Game Pass. If you see something on deep discount on the Steam store, it might be on Game Pass. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Foxworthy. <laughs> New character for the show? Are we going to throw Foxworthy in there with the Resident <laughs> Evil merchant? What's up, everybody? It's me, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> I'm smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the So here's here's what this game was. Or actually, here's more what I thought this game was. And as I played some of it, I started to feel like, I wonder if this is maybe not what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm going to mess around with it a little bit more. But it, it, I am glad it's on Game Pass. I, my understanding is that this was basically like roller coaster tycoon in the Jurassic Park fr- world, like uh, the, this Jurassic World tycoon. I thought that's what we were, what I was getting myself into. Um, it is that, but it's also like a little bit more like in, in the sense that it's, it's this real time sim game where you are kind of overseeing Jurassic, you know, like a, a, a Jurassic World sort of, you know park slash zoo slash however you want to characterize it but it's also got some surprisingly active gameplay in the sense of like okay there's a there's a fucking dinosaur over there's triceratops who's running wild uh and you got to go capture him you end up like piloting a helicopter Mm -hmm. and like taking the helicopter over there like you're controlling the helicopter it's not just like like oh i'm dispatching this helicopter to this location rts style it's like i'm actually like physically controlling how this one you know it's it's uh it's 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 speed and it's uh altitude and then as you get closer you go into another mode where you're like you're taking a fucking sniper rifle and you're shooting this fucking thing with a tranquilizer dart and like you know like you're aiming it and i i I, there's part of me that's like this is kind of cool but also part of me is like this is just not what I'm looking for with this experience. Like, you know, like, oh, I've got to, I got to take a ranger in to go investigate, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, this, uh, Diplodon or whatever. I got to go because he's sick. Like, okay, I got to drive the truck over there. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of wish it was a little bit more indirect control, but, but whatever, they made two of these things and they're, they're successful. So what the fuck do I know? Um, but yeah, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more management from a, 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 a grand strategy sort of st- uh, standpoint as opposed to, you know, kind of getting into the nuts and bolts nitty gritty of moving shit around. That said, it's cool. I I think my other, my other strike against it is not its fault. It's just where the franchise is right now because mm-hmm. it is so set before is so much set as a prequel to dominion and dominion Real big, uh, real big pile of dino poo. That that movie's no good, <laughs> and uh, it's fucking 
it, it, it's just got a lot of that within it. It's just mm-hmm. got a lot of like, okay, here's here's a Bryce Dallas Howard sound alike giving exposition that's pertinent to where we're going to end up in the uh, uh, the Dominion uh, like completion of the Jurassic World trilogy. And I'm just like, I just don't give a shit about any of this. I don't I don't care. Uh, but I don't know. It's kind of cool. I'll mess around with it some more. And it's on Game Pass. If you're interested in Jurassic Park check uh, and, and Sim Games, check it out. It's always funny when they get like a sound alike for somebody who's just like normal. Yes. Yeah. Like in, when it's not like a big character choice or something like, oh, we couldn't get like Tom Hanks for Woody or something. So we got his brother. Bad example. Uh, or, you know, somebody that's doing like a character is like, I'll just do that character. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like and, Eddie Murphy for famously doesn't do any of his ads. Yeah. They, they get Eddie Murphy sound alikes. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, just somebody who's just like, well, there I, I work at the dinosaur park. I'm just a normal lady. Yes, uh, yeah, they get they get a normal lady for that. That's funny. I like it. I think they have real gold bloom is the thing. I think it's actual gold bloom does. Some oh, of the, he'll show up. Good man. Yeah, you yeah, ask him to go anywhere, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm fucking there, man." You got a piano? Um, okay, that that that's uh, that's what I've been messing around with, other than Sekiro. Uh, uh, Matt, Heather, how about you? Well, in Fortnite. Beep, 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 beep. Welcome to Fortnite News. It's your segment with host Heather Ann Campbell. Hi. (laughs) Things are changing on the island. Dragon Ball powers have been introduced to Fortnite. And so you can power yourself up and perform a Kamehameha just like your heroes in Dragon Ball. Has Heather seen any Dragon Ball? No. When you use the um, My Hero Academia's powers... Your your main character, Deku, shouts, smash, and it's awesome. Yeah. Shockingly, the Kamehameha is like, Kamehameha! It's like very, like, grating and high-pitched and weird. Uh, I, I expected it to be like the thunder of like a, 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 a big, burly dude. But it sounds like you're squeezing air out of a snake. Uh, so I don't know if that's an <laughs> I don't know if that's an in-game, uh, in world, in in anime, if there's an explanation for that. But boy, was I surprised when I heard that voice for this first time. In the in the limited Dragon Ball that I've seen, it is just they are just screaming all the time. <laughs> so it sounds <laughs> correct. So uh I've been I've been playing. Uh, Fortnite with the new powers. It is a little bit chaotic on the island right now because you've got two separate anime powers plus the limited ability to fly. So, you know, it's not just guns on the ground and a couple of hammers here and there. It's it's people flying around, screaming and blasting each other with anime powers. I love it. It made me think a lot about like the things that I wish you could do in in Fortnite. Like, I wish that Naruto powers were introduced. And I've thought a little bit, because, you know, you daydream when you're sitting around. Uh, sure. <laughs> Sasuke, one of, the, one of the heroes of Naruto, has a power where he can, like, freeze you in place if he looks at you. So I thought if you were making eye contact with a character when they pulled off that move, that your character would freeze in place and be open to, like, incoming fire. I thought that would be interesting. Uh, if you want to hire me as, like, a dev on Fortnite. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'd be I'd be invincible to that because eye contact. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, I've been playing. Uh, got a crown with uh with our listener. Um, 
I forget what his name. I don't know what his name is in game. It might be the mm. same as it is on our forums. Uh, it's Ed- Edard 88 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and actually, I have a question from him about Fortnite. Oh, uh, well, for, wow. okay. for you. Oh, well, he may have asked us. me in game because we we uh, we crowned. And if you're a listener who likes playing Fortnite and you want to squat up, uh, just fucking join, man, because I leave my party invites open to the public. I won't say my name mm-hmm. here on the show because that feels like it's too much, but it's available. I mean, like, if you really want to play, you can just look me up. Yeah, and I'm sure some monster is going to put my name in the fucking discord. Don't be chill. Just be chill. But I'm out there uh, and you can squat up and just don't. So, some of the people I've played with don't tell me who they are until after we've played around. So just introduce yourself. Be like, hey, I'm a listener. Let's let's party up. Yeah. Instead of just like because I'll get like a bunch of requests and I don't know who anybody is. Uh, all right. So that's your that's Fortnite news. Yeah. From Heather Ann Campbell on Get Played. I guess I'll ask the question. Let me just ask this question right now because it's okay. right in front of me. Great. And it's about Fortnite. And we're still sort of in the Fortnite zone. Because I think okay. we played, because I, I squatted up with you, Edard and uh, and Kumo the other day. Yeah. Uh, that was really fun. Um, what Kumo do you guys, is not a listener. He is no. an old time video game friend. Very cool. Could yeah. be a listener though. You gotta, no, he, I don't think he, you should he's listen. got too much in his life. He better listen. No, nope. or I'm never playing it. Just kidding. I would never uh, subject any of the people I legitimately know in my life to listening to this show. You better listen. Uh, <laughs> the question is, what do you think about the kid Leroy or Lo- oh, see? This is I'm getting old. I read this wrong. Uh, the Leroy the Kid Fortnite event and interactive music videos ex- slash experiences in general. You did one before. Uh yes, I've done one, and I did the kid. Is it Kid Leroy? Is that how you say I his think name? It's Leroy the Kid. Oh, the, well, either way. Uh, so I did his in, in-world concert. Uh, exposed myself as a, a, as a bit of a, a radio pop uh, noob, with, mm-hmm. uh, newbie, an uh, 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 NPC when it comes to listening to music. I thought <laughs> his main hit was a Justin Bieber song. <laughs> I thought, you know, because I've heard it a million times. It's the one that's like, uh, told you I'd change, even oh, though I knew I never Leroy. could. Told you I'd change, even though I knew I never could. That one. Oh, that that's song? him. That's him. Uh, so I went to his never in-game concert. Uh, it played very much like the last concert that I went to in Fortnite, where you're flying around picking up XP while you are subjected to the music of the performer. Um, I guess... There are so few pipelines to introduce people to things in the world mm. that all of the cross promotional stuff that you see in Fortnite, I'm like, good. Fucking like I would I would if I'm if I'm playing as the Xenomorph, that's brand awareness for Fox. Or Disney. Oh my god, it's Disney. It's Disney brand awareness. Oh yeah. Holy shit. You gotta get the oh, word out on Disney. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, you you it, it's a an interactive experience where you start start from the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> you start from the like uh, like a block party where he's performing, and you go all the way 
into his house. You inter- you interact with his furniture. You smash it up, throw a crazy party there. Then you go to like a big, huge stadium concert. And it's like, oh, I'm, tra- I'm tracking the tra- trajectory of this man's life. And once in a while, you'll see a video of him. Like it'll be a full screen video of him speaking to you in Fortnite-ish terms. But he's a terrible actor. So <laughs> you have these like emotive songs and then he'll be like, all right, guys, you think we're, we're gone crazy already. Wait till you see what's going to happen next. I invite that's, you to my house. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like uh, I understand it with athletes like, you know, like they'll they'll have like the NBA 2K career mode will have uh, like, you know, like an actual player doing some voice work as themselves. And a lot of times that performance will be pretty, you know, stiff and wooden. Um I don't understand it. I've never understood the singer who who can't act. That feels like a disconnect to me because it feels like such a natural sort of like that's the same yeah. performance muscle, right? But I, I guess I'm just I guess there are actors who can't sing. So, you know what? That That's 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 just uh, that's my own bias thinking of, of so many great singer turned actors. But but it is like there is like, you know, a level of showmanship, right? Yes. Where yeah. it's like that's why like everyone thinks that like Justin Timberlake should be a cast member on Saturday night live or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's like, he's just has that natural charisma. Good actor. I think he's, Hey, he was great as Sean Parker. Yeah. You know, it's cooler than a million dollars. A billion dollars. Yeah. He's fucking right. It's so he's funny right. that like a billion dollars seems like not that much money, just this much longer, even though yeah. it's an unfathomable amount of money. Yeah. Well, we all have a billion dollars. That's true. Like lotteries routinely hit a billion dollars now. Yeah. God, we're, we're fucked. We're fucked. We're going to have yeah, the 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 world is headed towards there are four trillionaires and then the rest of us are just like working for various apps as freelancers, like just delivering things to each other. <laughs> death stranding. We're just headed towards death stranding. Man, let's uh let's wrap it up then. Let's get fucking get there already. Jesus. <laughs> uh Matt, uh, do you, what have you been playing? Okay, so for me, uh, I'm still playing Jack and Daxter uh, on my Steam Deck, and I'm fucking loving it. I'm about halfway through it at this point, uh, and it just holds up. It's just really, really good, a really solid. It's awesome to hear. Uh, like collectathon uh, platformer, just really, really great. And I am, I'm sort of clearing. You can get through the areas without getting all of the like. Uh, you have to collect these precursor orbs to move on, but you only need a certain amount uh, to like actually finish the game. But so far, I'm getting all of them just because I've never—I don't, I don't think I've ever like 100% at the game before. Um, but looking back, I'm like, well, this wasn't hard. Like, it, it's not—it's sure. not a hard game. Uh, so I'm doing that right now. But I also want to shout out—I got back on Twitch the other day on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash/getplaidpod. I think it is. And I streamed this new game that sort of just like came out of nowhere, Hi-Fi Rush. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of it because I saw it on Game Pass and then yeah. I heard you singing its praises. Yeah, so, that's the yes. only way I've heard of it. Uh, and it, yeah, it looks looks pretty cool. I'm into the art style. It's, it's fucking Matt Kibble. It's fucking like, <laughs> it has licensed songs and it. it's an action rhythm game. So like you can you have to you don't necessarily have to do this. Uh there are certain things that like 
you have to like press the buttons on beat like a rhythm game to like unlock mm-hmm. a big chest or whatever. And then your fighting style also is on beat to the music too. Um, and I don't know if it's just that it's like very easy or I'm just like good at it, but I was just like having a blast with this thing and like blasting through, like great. Ha- having no problems with it. Um, but there are things that are like, there are visual cues in the world. Like everything is moving all the time. So like if you if you lose the beat for some reason, all you have to do is look at another part of the screen and then be like, okay, it's going like this. I'll start pressing the buttons uh in, in, in that rhythm. Uh and he's and the guy's always tapping his foot too. Chai is the main character's name. And it's it's a fucking blast. It's so great. It's such it was it got it was getting a lot of attention last week because it like came out of nowhere. It's the director of, um, I think, Evil Within or something. Okay. Uh, so it's like a very different game for that studio. And, uh, but I guess it's been in development for quite a while. But it's, it's, it's a blast. I, I highly recommend people checking it out. I, str- yeah, I, I streamed it for a couple hours the other day, and it was just a, a delight. A really, really fun. The art style is like, it looks like a cartoon. But like, in that that like Spider Verse kind of way, kind of, um, and it's 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 great. I highly highly recommend it. It, it looks like you know I was, I was watching some videos of it. It looks like very you know a, a super the super lush palette, uh, the, the cell shaded. It it kind of reminds me of a of a Jet Grind Radio or an Elite Beat Agent. Yes, like it's kind of that sort of look to it. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, looks great. It's it's it, cool. it, it's, it's really really cool. Um, it has music from like the Black Keys and Nine Inch Nails, uh, and it's it's fun. It's just it's you. It's just it's just a blast. I uh, yeah, get into it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, it's also on the Steam Store, um, but it's it's really really great. I get this is this is me like thinking too much about the future, uh, which again you know that I, I gotta heed the lessons of this mindfulness book uh but i, I was gonna say the when i when there's licensed music in something now i get preemptive anxiety about when there's going to be a, a rights dispute about it and it's not going to be available anymore oh you know what i mean yeah like i'm just always like oh yeah 10 years from now this game was an unexpected classic and but now that you know they're not they're not willing to fork over the money to pay for licensing for the black keys song so now the black keys song is out and it's just some generic sounding you know piano pop well, well with this game because i had mm-hmm. to turn it on streamer mode to stream it yes it has like sound alike tracks okay. already built so into it that's a solution yeah. so great. they could just swap it out with with this one with whatever the the sound alike is like and it's you don't miss the licensed song really because it's it, it's almost a very similar like it's almost the exact same song it's just a little different um but it's it's um really really fun so nick worry not my friend I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this fucking game because it looks it looks great. It's really yeah, it does. really cool. It looks really good. By the way, you said Matt Kibble. Uh, should we call that Matt Nip? That's kind like of what Nip? I was thinking. Matt, and I kind of I fucking forgot the words. <laughs> you love cats. It cats was right in front nip. of me. My my mug says Cat Dad on it for crying out loud. <laughs> He's holding it up. It literally does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the? I fucking dropped the ball. What the, I'm, I'm done. 
Uh, the way you brought cat, the cat dad mug into frame, just as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. It's true. A nice gift. Heather, does your, when we're talking about things that we're seeing in frame, does your sweatshirt just say human? Uh, so the top of it says human, but it's a brand okay. and the bottom says made, human made. Okay, got okay. it. Got it. Yeah, but yeah, in in frame currently, my sweatshirt just says human in like, <laughs> yeah. in like uh, varsity letters. Yeah, yes. that is really funny. Nick, I just see I just see a bunch of code written everywhere on your walls. Is that <laughs> <laughs> handwritten? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, let's uh, let's get to the the order of the day, the console draft. Now, look, this is a format we did before in old. How did this get played? Premium DLC episode. Premium, Premium DLC. There we go. Uh, that takes me back. So we did this before. We did this with a Nintendo DS and the PlayStation 1. And basically what we do is we kind of go through snake style. Uh, that we And we each take turns drafting various games from this particular console uh, until, and we, you know, once, once it's a draft. So once one's taken by somebody, it's off the board. And we're just trying to f- figure out our best library. So this time we're talking to Nintendo 64. Can I, can I make a request that we don't Please. do this snake style? Cause it was exhausting to do it. Well, okay. Well, you don't know what you, you have a different definition for what snake style is than everyone else. Yeah. Snake is, it's just the order in which it's supposed to go. Uh, like it starts at the top, guts to the bottom, and then goes backwards again, like a snake. I mean, I guess you can describe a voice that way, but like, no, but you're doing it. You're doing a voice. Yeah. You don't have to do the voice. I don't want to do the voice. It was exhausting. You don't have to. It's okay. You don't have okay, to. I'll do, the part fir- I'll do the first one snake style, but then I would, I would really <laughs> prefer if we just became like, if we just did it regular style. Here's my impression of snake style. Snake style? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Solid snake. And I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you took that one because my snake style is very different. Yeah. Uh yeah. It, in 64. <laughs> it's exhausting. Uh, here's, my, here's my snake style. Snake style? It's kind of muted because I'm inside a cardboard box. That's oh, really I thought good. you were doing like the the codec. Oh, that's also good. It's pretty good. It's that too. I thought you were like a snake with like a its tail in its mouth, and I was like a little on the nose for Nick. Okay. <laughs> so here's because the N64 has a small library comparatively. Like you could go yes. deep cuts on the PS2 and make your like your ideal console draft. But the N64 has, you know, it's got it's got a few limitations. So I think whoever goes first in this draft, that's an important position to be in. Yes, I don't know how we determine that. Well, that that's a thing. That's a thing to figure out. I, I, I will. Yes, I was thinking of if, if for for basketball heads out there, hoop heads. It, this is like the upcoming NBA draft. 
it's a top heavy draft. There's there's two picks, two big picks up there. Vector Wemanyama, uh, Scoot Henderson. You get one of those, you're fucking. You're like, oh shit, I I, I won the lottery. Uh, but then if you if you're not in those top two slots, you're kind of you, you get you get some strategizing to do. So yeah, we're gonna figure that out. I, I think we're each gonna we're gonna go snake style. We're each gonna pick since the Nintendo sixty four six to four games, i.e. five. <laughs> Uh, and then figure out who has, I don't know, we'll just just try to do our best to come up with the best libraries. But yes, this one is a challenge. As I was doing some prep for this one, I'm like, man, I'm not sure where I go after the first couple. Whereas I have my final three for sure. Yes. But the first two I'm a little nervous about because I don't know what's going to be chosen. All right. We got to figure out how, uh, how who's going to go first. I'll go first. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay, Matt, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. We could have a no, more no, no, democratic no, no, no. way. Of doing Let's, it. I guess we'll I'll go say, alphabetically. Apodaca, Campbell, Weiger. So you get two right off oh, the bat, interesting. Weiger. Yeah, but missing out on the top two is really tough. In this that draft. is really tough. We can, we, let's, how about this? Um, oh, I wish there was a, oh. Maybe the no, person let's... who goes first should be the one who has the most physical copies of N64 games in within reach. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you have a dice somewhere? <laughs> Or a, a die, dice. a single die. A single die. Not within arm's reach. Not within I arm's reach. Wait, but how would yeah. that work? I would just roll and then tell you that seems, what the number is. Yeah. That seems like bullshit because I would just look down and be like, oh, I got a six. Okay. Well, what yeah, you know? no, you would do that. <laughs> I got a virtual die at freeonlinedice.com and I got a six. So I think I'm first. You know. Um, I will also say this. I did not own a Nintendo 64. I have not played a lot of Nintendo 64 games. But I have a list. I, I think the, I'm going to say, I think the, the haggling over this is not interesting. And, and it, 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 it hurts me the most, but let's just go alphabetically <laughs> because then we could just get on with it. I'll, I'll do two picks in a row. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do the turnaround. And I'll do my best. I'm good with that if you guys are. I don't I I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying because I was trying to figure out a method. So I'll go with whatever you said. Go back to alphabetical order. Great. Matt, Heather, Weiger. Okay. I'm gonna go or I first. Apodaca Campbell Weiger. Yes. Okay. My first pick in the draft. It's like, yeah, no shit, I guess, right? Super Mario 64. Yeah, no shit, I guess. Yeah. It's it's a it's a no shit, but I could see also Ocarina of Time going there. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those two. Mm. I I would probably do Mario sixty four, but I think that's a that that's mm. it's just Ocarina like, of Time is a fine pick for me. Mm-hmm. It's like the one Nintendo sixty four game that I have like experience with because we played it on the show. We also sure. like I played the I think I played the DS version first, so like it's I could I could sink some hours into this. It's endlessly replayable. You could just keep doing it. Like to me, if it's like a uh, if this, these are the only five games that I get to play, I would want one Mario game. And it's like the Mario game for Nintendo 64. Wow, I think Weiger's in for a treat. I'm in for a treat? I think he's in for a treat. because I think I'm he's in not for a ex- treat? I think he's not expecting what I'm going to pick as the first game from my N64. But Matt, continue. Uh, I mean, that's that's it, really. Like, it's like, I... I just I like the game. That's why I picked it. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I I yeah, I didn't have Nintendo 64. So like if, if this draft, if the premise of the draft is these are the five games that I get and I'm playing it on um, the, the console that it was designed for, 
that's exciting to me. And I would love to play uh, Super Mario 64 on a Nintendo 64. Oof. You should come over sometime, Matt. Yeah. I got, I got one hooked up to a... Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'd love to. I'd love nothing sometimes, more. Sometimes I'll see Alpadaka on Fortnite and he won't party with me. And I'm like, what? Sometimes I'm just on. What? Sometimes I look to see what's going on. And then like if there's like an update or something that I wanted to be checking out. But sometimes I don't always play. And I am always often worried. I hope Heather doesn't see me and think I don't yeah, want to no, play I with do. her. I do. I always want to play with Heather. Often I'll be playing with somebody else and they'll tell me Apodaca is online. So they, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, wow, Apodaca is online. And, and then like, they leave your game and play with me. Why is he? Why? why? <laughs> All I want to do is play Fortnite with Heather. That's Mario true. 64. I, I, I think it's important. Great choice. I think it's important to, to give a little context. I know we've talked about this game on the podcast. I know everybody talks about this game. But the idea that Mario 64 is the first game that Apodaca would pick, arguably the most powerful draft for the console, and it was a fucking launch title. Like, yeah. putting Mario 64 into your N64 day and date when the system drops and being like, oh my God, the PlayStation and the Saturn are fucked. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. It would be like if The Godfather was like the first movie. <laughs> right. Like, Jesus, what? Man, this is good. Wow, movies the- are movies are going to be insane. <laughs> yeah, this is where we're starting. Holy shit. Instead, it was like a, a movie of somebody like walking. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting my my Super Mario 64, my, my launched version of Super Mario 64 and my Nintendo 64 because it was in such hot demand when it released that I had to go to separate stores. I had to go to like a Toys R Us uh, to get my console. And then I had to go to a separate, I guess it would have been an EB Games in that era to get the game itself. Wow. Yeah. But I got them. I got them in, in 1996, played the shit out of them. And you know what? I had the time of my fucking life. Yeah, it's an incredible game. It Great pick. Incredible game. And My I know we've pick. played it. We played it on the show and you guys were like, oh, this didn't age very well. Fuck you. It's incredible. I didn't say it did. I, I said, look, it's got some elements that are the, the, the turning radius does not quite feel as well as I Go remember to sleep. it. Honk shoe, honk shoe. Bing. All right. I'm up. Incredible game. Yeah. My number <laughs> one draft, my number one draft, the N64, not necessarily my favorite game for the system, but if I'm going to front load this this system with with some powerhouses so that people want to play my N64. It's got to be Mario Kart 64. Wow. Wow. I am shocked. shocked. I understand the pick, but I am shocked. Here's why. I bet in terms of tonnage of hours played and I'm calculating based on uh, uh, most Mario Kart games are played multiplayer. So you have to multiply the hours played by two at, at minimum, sometimes four, oftentimes in dorm rooms in the 90s by four, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means that for every hour, you're getting four hours. And I bet there are more hours sunk into Mario Kart 64 than any other, with maybe the exception of GoldenEye, uh, any other cart on the system. Yeah. So while it is not um beautiful, it's it's kind of a like if you look at it now, those sprites on that 3D background has a it's kind of a gnarly aesthetic. 
But Mario Kart 64 is more fun than any other game on the console. So mm. that's why it is my number one draft pick for our console draft of the N64. Remember when it was called the Ultra 64? God damn, I wish I yes, yeah. kept that name. Remember when the GameCube was called the Dolphin? Ugh. Wish they kept that name. You would. <laughs> that that system barely squeaked by. Can you imagine if it had been called the Dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> Shaped like a dolphin instead of a cube. <laughs> Fin-shaped uh, discs. Uh, okay, so my I get two picks in a row here. And I feel like this is where I just win the draft, at least from my perspective. I'm taking both Zeldas from Holy this console. Holy shit. The best 3D Zeldas. Uh, Ocarina of Time, I'll take first because it has the better legacy. But then with my next pick, I will take the game that I actually think is a superior game. Uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Fantastic game. Amazing they had two just mainline 3D Zeldas that were both fucking bangers. Uh, Also a time loop game. And just like it just does the time, it executes the time loop better than almost anything still. Uh, So, yeah, those are my two picks. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, Snake Style. We're back to Heather for your next pick. Okay, everyone. It's time for this thick. I don't want to do that. Why would you say You don't have to. You said it was Snake Style again. Nobody. We're talking about the order of the draft. All right. Some sort of character you need to do. Shocked that you went to Zeldas. Just as shocked as I think you were when I went Cart. Because my second Mm. pick is GoldenEye 64. So now I, I've front-loaded my system with two multiplayer-heavy games, but that yeah. y- you can't sleep on the single-player experience of GoldenEye. Running, running up to a dude in the 90s and headshotting him a bunch with a silencer, like a bunch. So he goes, Hoo! and then like falls into this like pre-scripted collapsing motion while you continue to like triple-tap him on the way down. You get that nice sound that doo, doo, doo. so good. But this was the game like if Mario Kart 64 is the game that anybody gets to play because everybody gets a chance to win at Mario 64. There's that there's a, a lot of um, elasticity to that last place prize fulfillment in Mario 64, like the sure. chance that you'll slingshot all the way to the lead always there in that final lap. Yeah. But GoldenEye multiplayer is a very rigorous video games game with a lot of direct competition between you and your friends. Um, yeah, it's got to be GoldenEye. So those are my top two. My, my system, a surprising multiplayer system. Yeah, better make sure you got four controllers. And four proper controllers. Yeah, I don't want the, the proper fucking player controllers. Have the Weren't those controllers like $50? <laughs> they were really expensive, but yeah. they're the kind of thing you look at controllers these days and you're just like, oh, the new the new PS5 controller is $200. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. comparative bargain. Great pick. Great pick. Great, Abedaka. great pick. You're up. Uh, so this is where now I have to really start thinking because the heavy, like, not all of the heavy hitters are gone. Right? But there are quite a few heavy hitters spoken for at this point. And I got to say, Heather's first pick, Mario Kart 64, 
really took something from me. Uh, but that's fine. That's what the draft is. Because like, I've never really finished Ocarina of Time. I've never played Majora's Mask. I have very little Zelda experience outside of like Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and uh, the Link's Awakening remake, which I loved. For my draft, I've already have a single player platformer. I am gonna want a racing game, and I have two options. Hmm. But which one do I want? Which one speaks to me? Hmm. Well, you have two picks in a row. You could take them both. I could take them both, but I think I only want one. Okay. Episode one, to be precise. Holy shit! Star you Wars Episode One, one Racer. <laughs> no way! Oh my god! Oh, I thought that was safe. No, I thought that was safe. Nothing safe in the draft. Wow. It was on, it was on my big board. I, uh, I didn't know if I'd be available for me. Yeah. Because we, when we, we did we, that. We covered it on the podcast. Yeah, we did it with Lapkus, and mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a blast. It's great. Oh, it's like no. not great, but it's fun. It's, it's, uh, oh, it, no. It's, it's, uh, I had to pick it because, uh, you know, pod racing. Now, this is pod racing. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm happy I got that one on the board here. And now, now I can have a little fun. Now I can relax a little bit. And I can't think of a more relaxing game than Pokemon Snap, baby. Pokemon good. Snap's on the board. It wasn't in danger, but I felt like I had to it's claim pick. it. It's a good no, pick. that's a good pick. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, they, the, uh, that's, that's also one that I think is very fondly remembered. Yes. And has kind of like grown in esteem over time. Because I think there's there I think I think back in the at the day like people played it but there was a little bit of a like this is for kids or like what the fuck is this you take pictures and now like since like it, people have come to terms like oh it's okay for a game just to be relaxing yes and chill I I think that it's kind of grown uh in its legacy and obviously there was the new edition that came out all right Heather back to you which was really good Mario Kart sixty four Goldeneye 007 is your roster so far your third pick. Oof. Well, uh, I don't think it's in danger, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to choose. I can't believe you. I can't believe it. I thought Racer was a, was a, I thought I was safe. I'm going to go with Perfect Dark. Wow. Well, you might be thinking to yourself, Heather, you've chosen an expansion pack to Goldeneye as your third game, but it's not. Requiring the use of the um, add-in RAM pack for the N64 in order to play at full capacity. This game is everything Goldeneye did, but better. With its own original story and a female protagonist, Joanna Dark. The game was huge. uh, Had like a a, a really nice hub world, like... area where you could train uh, and get better with the weaponry. It also had one of my favorite weapons in the history of video gaming, the laptop gun, which is a laptop that you use to hack into a a computer on one of the levels. Then you fold it up. It becomes like a briefcase style automatic weapon. Then you can throw it on the ground and it becomes a motion sensing turret. It's, a great, but also like very cool. If you throw it on the ground, you would have no more access to the laptop gun, right? So you could be yeah. you could like set yourself up a, a barricade, but if you run in run out of ammo on your main weapon, you're fucked. You just got to punch 
with those with those disembodied hands in front of in front of the screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, Perfect Dark, one of my favorite, one of my personal favorite games for the N sixty four. Hours and hours and hours of multiplayer fun. Uh, Perfect Dark. Nick Weiger, uh, you've got two. Very, very good pick. By the way, the laptop gun is the kind of thing that I would expect Heather just have within arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of those. Um, okay, so uh, the first off, I'm just I am floored that uh, this that what I want is still available. Wow. So I'm feeling pretty good in terms of where I am in in draft position going third, having the turnaround. That said, I I almost was like, okay, I got to have something third party. But at this point, I feel like I'm still going first party, which, you know, there were some decent first party games for this this console or some decent third party games for this console. But I kind of feel like with these first party ones still on the board, I just got to take them. So I'm taking first off. Uh, a, 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 we're talking, we're talking multiplayer. We're talking dorm room games. I'm taking one of my picks. Obviously, it was superseded. Uh, it, 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 it was the the next entry. Uh, it, it outperformed it both critically and commercially. Uh, but I still the original, damn playable. And you know what? It birthed the franchise, Super Smash Brothers. Wow. I'm taking Super Smash Brothers. I got myself some four player action. And then you know what? After everyone's the uh after everyone's tired, gone back to their own rooms, and I got the console to myself for a little bit, I'm gonna play an RPG. Single player. Also first party. If you say quest sixty four, I'm gonna hang up. <laughs> There's no fucking way I'd say quest sixty four. I don't want to control Brian, the player character of Quest sixty four, that shitty world. No. I say first party, it's actually intelligent systems, which might be second party. I think it's still technically first party, but uh, Paper Mario is my favorite. Wow. It's fucking aesthetically gorgeous, and it's it's so, it, it's got such a cool, like, very simplified JRPG system that's a little bit active, and I love the writing of this series. So, I, I you know, the Paper Mario games kind of went far afield from the original two, which I think still do it best, uh, but Paper Mario won. Uh, another new Nintendo franchise that was birthed on this console. Uh, that's what I add to my roster. Uh, back to Heather, your fourth pick. All right. I know what my fifth pick is, but my fourth pick has been un- unseated. So You know what your... I'm just trying to figure this, the logic here. You know what your fifth pick is? I know what my fifth one is. <laughs> okay. I don't know what my fourth one is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is a late entry. And it's just for the pleasure of playing it. I'm choosing Wave Race 64 because the feeling of the game is kind of not a feeling that you get in video games anymore. This pleasant, sunny, beachy race game with excellent, to this day, excellent water physics. Like the, the, the enjoyment of hitting waves in Wave Race is that, I mean, that's the game. It's like, it's fun to hit a wave. I'm not a beachy person. I'd probably rather be in the Arctic Circle than (laughs) in Santa Monica. (laughs) (laughs) But Wave Race 64 presents an idealized beach experience where it's the perfect temperature, the perfect blue sky, 
and you don't get sand anywhere on, on, in your body and you don't have to be in a swimsuit. I don't like those things. I'm the Anakin Skywalker of, of beaches. <laughs> it's also got a really good soundtrack. Wave Race 64 is a really good soundtrack. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to pull it up so we can we can hear a little bit. Sure. Uh, oh, I love it. Of Wave Race 64 OST. Dolphin Park is one of your first race arenas. And here's that smooth sound of the 1990s hitting your speakers pumped out by my N64. God damn. That's fucking good. <laughs> so good. If you were on hold and this is playing, you're like, man, I hope they don't pick up. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. That's a great pick, Heather. I think this is that's one of those games that was also like a system seller. Yeah. Like low key, it's like like that and Pilot Wing 64 were both just like, oh wow, this is what 3D gaming can do. Uh and so and I remember like that that being like playing the shit out of that. Surprise the series has been dormant since the GameCube. Because they released like the the second they released Wave Wave Race Blue Storm. And then that was and that, that was, I think, a GameCube launch title, and then that was it. And I was like, that feels like that series has had legs. They could have just kept making them. But, yeah. you know, fucking whatever. Fucking Nintendo. Uh, great pick. All right. Uh, you've got Mario Kart 64, GoldenEye 007, Perfect Dark, Wave Race 64. Matt, you've got Super Mario 64, Star Wars Episode One Racer, Pokemon Snap, and your fourth and final picks, which will happen right now. Okay. So I know that I have the Racer game, which probably did support multiplayer, but I feel like I need another multiplayer experience. It was just two-player, but yes, just there was two. multiplayer. I, yeah. And you know I got more than one friend. <laughs> you know that. Okay. Sure. So I I I So I need I need I need a game where all three of my friends can play. And what I have left, I'm sort of at a, a bit of an impasse, you know? There's a a series of games I could pick from, but which one in the series? And I did a little research. This one seems to be of the ones released on a Nintendo 64, regarded as the best one. So I'm picking, wow. for my fourth pick, Mario Party 2. Hmm. Mario Party... Mario Party 2. 2. Is my fourth pick. And then for my fifth pick, you know, I've never played this game, but I know that it's beloved, mm -hmm. and it fits right into my... One of my favorite type of games from my youth, the 3D action platformer. So for my fifth and final pick, I simply must pick Banjo-Kazooie. Great pick. That one was definitely on my list. I was hoping it would still be hanging around. Rare platformer. A lot of fun. Uh, I think the... the, the it, I, I honestly prefer it to Tui. There are two two yes. games in the series, and I think Tui got a little bit bloated. There was just too much going on. The two the, the collecting was 
the the collectathon was kind of at its apex with that game and Donkey Kong sixty four, and I both think they were just not as good as the as 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 the original BK. Great pick. That's and that's and you know what? It's in the news because I guess uh, Nick Offerman on a talk show was asked if he had played a video game prior to like The Last of Us, and he said that. Um, but prior to starring in The Last of Us. Yeah. And he said that the last video game he played was Banjo-Kazooie because he played it for two weeks straight and said, I'm never going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) That rules. So that's what got him out of video games was Banjo-Kazooie. So I want to... What a national treasure. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I want to see what he's he's talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, you uh, you've got banjo, you got Mario Party two and Banjo Kazooie. Uh, that brings us back to Heather for your fifth pick, which you knew in advance. I knew in we'll advance what it is because I knew neither of you jerks would choose it. My fifth pick is Sin and Punishment, a game that was not released in the West until the Wii, and when the Wii came out, they put it up on the Virtual Console so you could play it. I'm going to read. From Gamers Republic Magazine, January 2001, a clip from a review. With Sin and Punishment, Maigawa and company have achieved best ever status once again because because it is, by some degree, the best straight action game for the N64. Five years into its life cycle, and they have literally taken every other developer to school. Treasure has the N64 doing things we have never seen it do, In a game that actually transcends the hardware. It doesn't matter what systems you own. Dreamcast, PS2, PC, whatever. Everything else melts away as you sink into Sin and Punishment's amazing gameplay and form a connection with its incredible characters, science fiction story, and ingenious gameplay. Sin and Punishment is an on-rails shooter, a la Panzer Dragoon, Space Harrier, etc., where you control a character running with the D-pad and aiming with the analog stick so like it's a that's not a a a game like usually you have your left hand on the analog stick and your right hand on the buttons in this game you had your right hand on the analog stick and your left hand on the d-pad fucking crazy but it was an excellent game i've got um in case you aren't familiar with it matt uh, I've got a, a bit of gameplay to share with you here on the podcast. Why don't you start at 3.38 on that uh, YouTube link I sent you, and uh, why don't you show it also so we can comment yeah, here we on, go. on how fucking awesome it was. Let's go! So your main character is running down a highway and shooting, I don't know, Construction equipment? <laughs> Objects. Objects. And it is so much fun to play. This was one of those games that was like talked about. Like, oh my God, there's a game called Sin and Punishment. And I was like, oh, is it out? Is it coming out? And it was never released. And then when it finally did come out, it was on the Wii and buried and nobody gave a shit. But. This look at how good this game looks. It I looks can't like believe a fucking it. PS PS2 game on the N64. Like there's tons of textures, there's tons of color, and there's a, a sense of scale that uh that was lacking in a lot of N64 games. It's fucking great. Yeah, I wonder if how much of it is just like that the the camera angle. Like they did they're doing a good job of of kind of limiting the draw distance there. 
partly with it with kind of a lower angle and then also with just um uh just like so many like there's so many blockades in front of you that are that you're just like you know uh, blasting through as you progress i never played uh, i i've never played sin and punishment that's a, that's that's part of my uh, you know that there there were some n64 more niche games that were third party that i know were like kind of hidden gems and that was one of them yeah um but uh treasure was kind of on one in this stretch treasure had the you know they had Mischief Makers, another N64 exclusive, but they also in this this era they had Radiant Silver Gun. Oh my god! Uh, and then and then Ikaruga, which was uh, you know Dreamcast. And so uh, yeah, really. Uh, and now they were, available they were making for the some Crazy shit. Yeah. So, so play that one. So fucking good. Wow, great pick. Incredible pick. I never this would have is, known of that. This is such a we're kind of our our rosters are kind of drifting into uh, you know naturally glomming towards each of our tastes. Because it feels like you've got a lot of like, these are competitive, action-oriented games. These are gamers' games, Heather. I feel like you've kind of got, you're kind of landed in that uh, neck of the woods. Uh, whereas uh, me, you know, I got some more single-player experiences, some more stuff that's a little bit more story-based. And for this final pick of mine... A released only in Japan hentai doujin game for the N64. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish. <laughs> I got a lot of directions I could go here. First off, I was talking about niche uh, third-party games. There's a couple more that I've never played that I know are widely regarded, and I wish I had the fucking gamer cred to pick one of these right here. But Beetle Adventure Racing and Space Station Silicon Valley are two games I always see come up as like, oh, yeah, those are two. Those are fucking awesome N64 games. I just never played them. Uh, so I can't speak to those. I should I should uh, try to, to play them on an emulator at some point and see what the fuss was all about. Uh, for my final pick of a lot of directions I could go, you know, I could pick like a Diddy Kong Racing. I could pick a third party game like like Rayman 2, The Great Escape. Uh, I, I was there, I think a Rare's Blast Core, which was a game that's really unique. Wow. And I, I was I, I thought I could have some fun uh, fucking around with that. But you know what? Honestly, I think I got to go with another first party game. Oh. Because partly there were there were two major accessories for the Nintendo 64. Uh, one was the expansion pack, which came pretty late in its life uh, uh, lifespan and was bundled with Donkey Kong 64. And that one added more, more RAM and it enhanced a bunch of games and made other ones playable. Uh, I don't think I actually have anything on my roster that would benefit from the expansion pack. Maybe Majora's Mask, but I honestly don't know. So I'm not going to go with that one. And also Donkey Kong 64, kind of a bloated mess. Uh, instead, I'm going to go for the game that was bundled with the Rumble Pack which introduced force feedback, uh, one of many innovations that were present in this this weird console that was the Nintendo 64, uh, along with the analog stick. I am going to go with the, the game that came with the Rumble Pack, Star Fox 64. Wow. Nicely done. Nicely done. Star Fox 64 is a fun game. Um, it's a little slight. Uh, I think I I think you know you can kind of play through that the 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 main quest depending on how you branch through it and in just a couple of play sessions it's not very long but it is cool uh, it looks pretty good and that rumble pack hey that that get that adds a lot to a, a lot of its library so I'm gonna go in Star Fox 64 with rumble pack to round out my five sum. Uh, let's go ahead and recap. Matt, you have Super Mario 64, Star Wars Episode One Racer, Pokemon Snap, Mario Party 2, Banjo Kazooie, Solid Roster, top to bottom, Heather. Mario Kart 64, Golden Knight 007, Perfect Dark, Wave Race 64, Sin and Punishment. 
And uh, me, I got Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Feeling very good about that. Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, and Star Fox 64 with the Rumble Pack pack-in. There you go. That's the fucking N64 console draft. A great draft. That was really a lot of fun. It was super fun. I had a blast. <laughs> super fun. We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Uh, it made me want to play Sin and Punishment. Yeah. Like, I was like, Made oh, me man, play I, should, I should fucking, like, go out and play some more Sin and Punishment. Yeah. Maybe we want to play that fictional uh, Japan-only hentai game you mentioned. <laughs> I'm sure it exists, man. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, it's time for a segment. Uh, the segment we're doing is the question block. <laughs> all right. So these are all sourced from our Discord. And, folks, wow. let me just say something real quick. A lot of great questions. I. Uh, it's kind of tricky to get them through the Discord because everybody's in there, right? And so you get, like, I got, like, 170 questions in, like, 30 minutes. Um, so then I had to cut off the thread. And we're taking them all. We're doing them all. That's right. So buckle up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> no. People would be so happy if we released, like, a fucking 11-hour episode where we answer 170 questions. You would never get enough of it. Uh, but you know, maybe we'll do, maybe we can do a big question block episode again one day or something, but, sure. uh, I got some, I, I specifically asked for, um, questions that, that they didn't necessarily have to be video game related. So these are just like, these are just questions that people have for us. That they want to know. Um, wow. And some of them are video game questions or, you know, tangential at least. So here we go. Right, cool. So here we go. This one's from Duckhead on our discord and they write. What is your coffee routine like? Oh, shit. Fuck. I love this. I love it, too. So, so, okay. So, I've got a couple of... uh, uh, My my setup is... It's just a step above baseline, but it's one of those things where you kind of like... You you make a couple of improvements, and all of a sudden, you're having a much better homebrew. Mm-hmm. And so I've I grind my own beans fresh. Yes. That's my big thing. I invested in a in a grinder. I got myself an Encore grinder, which is kind of like it's a burr grinder. It's kind of an entry level burr grinder as opposed to a blade grinder. Uh, when you get the burr grinder, it gets the beans just like a little bit more consistent, I guess, it, or, or or the granules a little bit more consistent. Um, and gets a a, a a better brew. So I use that, and then I have an OXO just drip coffee maker, uh, just very basic for me. And uh, but but, you know, gets the job done. I don't have to mess around with a French press or whatever. I can still sleepily just sort of, you know, d- grind up my beans, uh, throw them in there and uh, and let it do its thing. As far as what I do with my coffee, I usually take it black, but sometimes it comes out piping hot and I want to have a little sip. So I'll throw in I'll just do like a splash of oat milk. Uh, as far as when I get coffee out, my go to is an oat milk latte. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I do. Uh, but but at home, yeah, just just grinding some beans and uh, drinking it, drinking it straight up. And hey, you know what? I got some coffee right now in this thermos mug. He's been doing it the whole time, <laughs> and we call that the prestige. <laughs> Amazing, uh, Heather. I know you have a pretty involved um, coffee rig. I think yes, um, yeah, but. I'll I'll say I have a pretty simple one. I just got a French press this year, and that's my new favorite thing. I also have a bean grinder. It's a blade bean grinder, though, but I guess I was reading for the French press that uh, you want the beans to be ground, but, like, not 
powder kind of you know what i mean like not like fully ground so like it's it's better for the french press for them to be a little more uh uh i don't know what the word it would be for it a little less uh ground but like ground enough uh so i've been doing that and i i was a drip boy before and now i'm a french press guy i i really love my french press and i do i'm saying if i'm out i'm getting if i especially if i'm like having a nice little treat i'm going to la colombe getting a oat milk draft latte, which I uh, love. I love that. Um, but at home, I have almond milk, unsweetened vanilla, and ooh, I've been playing with these syrups. I was gifted some syrups recently that are like sugar-free syrups. I got a salted caramel one in there. Give that a little splash sometimes. I got fancy this year. That's nice. Pretty nice. Wow. All right, Heather. So... I have always been um, a coffee scientist type, you know, like the (laughs) like going through phases where I'm like, oh, now I'm using this lava filter from Japan. Oh, now I'm Mm. I'm using a pour over. Um, And uh, Mary, uh, because she is a, a great partner, witnessed this and got me a gift for my birthday last year of a full blown luxury espresso machine. It is nicer than anything in the house it is f- wow. nicer than my car it's it's i've joked that it's like <laughs> we've we've got like a like just a you know some furniture and like a file cabinet and then there's just a ferrari parked in the kitchen and that's what it's that's what it's like um she did a ton of research and she got me this machine uh so I do a, I have two scales. My first scale has a, um, uh, a Hario, I think. No, wait, is Hario the video game company? Well, I don't remember. Hmm. There's, a, I have a, a beaker that I measure my beans in. I measure each day. I don't, then I have a, a, a fancy fucking grinder that she got me for my birthday. And it has a timed grind uh, as well as burr grind. So it's not just grinding by um by weight and by um uh this the the sand like uh density of your espresso grind but it's also grinding by time um i uh i have a, a spring loaded uh uh damper damper stamper for my uh for my espresso uh so i measure my beans grind them by time and by weight uh, then I fill up my fi- my portafilter. I stamp my fucking grind, and then I have a different scale that goes underneath my espresso that measures my flow rate and the grams of coffee that I am making by by weight of the espresso pour of my pull. Jesus Christ! Uh, and then <laughs> I love I have- this. I have a separate <laughs> milk frother. Uh, and my goal when I got this back in November was to learn how to make latte art. So now every morning I'm also making myself like a nice leaf pattern or hearts or uh, or whatever on the top of my uh, oat milk latte. Um, I've got several different espresso uh, beans so I can change my flavor profile according to the bean that I want that morning. Um, and I'm ruined 
because the <laughs> coffee that I make at home is now better than the coffee at, say, La Colombe or Intelligentsia. Wow. Right. Uh, and I've watched a ton. I'm on like coffee TikTok now where I'm watching people's different. Th- I have like a little there's like a little needle guy that I'd never even seen a little. It's like a it's like a imagine a thimble with with millimeter style hair needles sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you brush your espresso in the portafilter in order to create the perfect balance of your espresso before you stamp it. Like I have that thing. Wow. I'm so I don't know. Is that character consistency? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, it could not be more consistent. Yeah. Well, I I love any anytime we have a question where you know we go in order and then we have Heather bat clean up and then she just like cucks both of us <laughs> with more, more elaborate answer. <laughs> Always love that dynamic. Yeah. Uh hey, you know it's some good music to play while you're li- while you're drinking some brew. Oh wow. Little persona five coffee shop music heading out sitting down in cafe leblanc maybe doing a little study in sipping some of sojiro's special brew maybe you give your teacher a call <laughs> oh she's coming over in a maid outfit to give you a massage that's fine she's gonna clean your that's room normal she's like fucking <laughs> sick um <laughs> uh great great question. question loved that thank you duckhead um Thanks, Duckhead. <laughs> uh, a couple of these are just like kind of like rapid fire ones we can just get get through quick. Thoughts on The Last of Us show so far? I'm watching it and I think it's great. I uh, haven't watched it. Can't comment. Uh, I watched it and I think it's fantastic. It's really, really great. It's really, uh, it's it's really incredible. Yeah, they've done a good job. And I think we're not we're not dedicating an episode to it because um for a, for a, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think primarily we all work in this industry. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to comment on a TV show that is actively airing that may or may not have people involved that you are that you know through production. It's true. Right. I'm friends with the clickers. Maybe one of us yeah, maybe one of us was was Craig Mason's groomsman. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or shared a dorm room with him in college. Who knows? <laughs> uh what is your? Oh, that was from Puffin Stuff. I should say. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say who it was from. I want to go a little bit further and say that epi- episode three was fucking incredible. And as a, uh, as a, as a, as a gay person watching this fucking show, am I gay or am I queer? I've never really identified as anything. So as a, <laughs> as a human in a we'll gay relationship, well, yeah, we'll tell you. Yeah, fucking figure it out. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was. It was incredible. God, I can't imagine that episode of television airing in my youth. And that yeah. is extremely emotional for me. Uh, I can't believe it exists. It's so cool. My mom has been watching it because she, I mean, she likes shows like The Last of Us, doesn't play games. But she she sure. called me because she wanted to talk about the show. And she was like, is are games like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> she was like, I kind of want to play it. And I was like, I'll give you my PS4 if you want to play it. Like, don't make, <laughs> don't make me come down there and make you play this video game. Uh, but she's really, really loving it. And she's just like so impressed with like 
what video games have uh, become, she was telling me. Um, this one's from Fakey51. What is your go-to karaoke song? Do you guys do karaoke? Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I used to do it pretty consistently. I usually opt for Elvis. And I, you know, like, I, 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 I'll do, I would say probably if I had a, go, a go-to song, it would be Teddy Bear. Oh. I would do Elvis's Teddy Bear. But, you know, I'll do a, a, a I'll, I'll do a, a Hound Dog. I'll do a Viva Las Vegas, you know? I'll mix it up a little bit. Burning Love is challenging. I don't, I, I, I've, 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 I've stumbled with Burning Love before. Uh, but that one's fun. My... I used to have a I used to do as a crowd pleaser and it, you just can't do it anymore because it, it, it comes across differently. But I used to do as a as a semi ironic crowd pleaser. I do a God bless the USA, <laughs> which is a song, a song I know by heart because we had to learn it in Boy Scouts. Oh, sure. Uh, which was an interesting bit of indoctrination in, in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But the but yeah, I, I would go out and do and belt out God bless the USA and people would fucking love it. So. But, but yeah, usually Elvis. It's good. Good. I am. Um, when I uh, worked at Boom Chicago, I discovered that I could do a Bjork impression. Uh, so I do a full impression Bjork rendition of uh, It's Oh So Quiet is my go to karaoke oh, song, um, which is a fun also arc. Like it's a nice story circle for whatever bar you're in, because when that starts, people are like, Ugh. but uh, you can get you can get the whole room on board by the end of the song. For me, I it's not my favorite thing to do, but I will do it like with like a group of friends or like my girlfriend or something. Um, a couple of times I've like picked a track knowing I wasn't going to sing that song, but the Weird Al mm-hmm. version. Because <laughs> I know the Weird Al version of the song. <laughs> that's, a fu- that's a nice flex. So people are like, oh, he's going to do... He's going to do Beat It by Michael Jackson. What's that going to be like? Psych. I'm doing Eat It, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. No, 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 no. Amish Paradise, babe. Uh, so having fun. Do- I ha- I'll have fun doing that. Um, but more recently, yeah, it's like it's fun to pick a crowd pleaser, like something that like going to get people like excited. And I feel like people, friends, friends of mine, people like in, in, in my age group, really respond to um, any sort of like anything that would have been on like K-Rock here in like from like 1998 to like 2004. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes do like the Killers, which is like, you know, early 2000s. Oh, that's fun. Sort of like Mr. Yeah. Brightside. It's a good, uh, that's a people, good. People love that. Uh, recently, I, I saw uh, a friend of my girlfriend's uh, do... Uh, Elvis's uh, "If I Can Dream," and it brought the fucking house down, and it made us obsessed with yeah, not just that song, but like her doing it. We were like, "Wow!" When when your friend did that, it was so cool. We loved it. We still talk about it. It was months ago. Yeah, it's fucking rad. When when sometimes when so, like, that that's the one thing. It just when a genuinely great singer steps up and does karaoke, yeah. you're just like, "Oh my god, this is this is." Sometimes it can seem I like was, too much, but I feel like when it's when it's done right, oh man. People love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, not going to musical theatery, not trying to be like, this is about me right now, but just like genuinely heartfelt. This is, oh, that that, that person has some yeah. The hardest I've ever seen somebody turn a room uh, was, Nick, you remember Kevin Manwarren? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he sang a song I just linked in the uh, 
in our chat uh, at uh, Brass Monkey here in Los Angeles. And I'd love, Apodaca, if you would just play uh, play this song, uh, which it, it's insane that you can karaoke this song. hear people say we don't need this war but I say there's some things worth fighting for what about our freedom and this Good question. of ground yeah. we didn't get to keep them by backing down they say we don't realize the mess we're getting in before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day? Oh, See Jesus. Oh, my God. When those towers Oh, you're just making subtext text now. Okay. Um, who who's whose song that's is that? Daryl Worley with the song "Have You Forgotten." Uh, one wow. of the lyrics that brings us into the bridge is, uh, "And they say we shouldn't worry about Bin Laden." Have you forgotten? Oh my God! <laughs> wow. So what turned the room exactly? <laughs> just just when the song started? The, there was this no. So nobody knows this song, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. When suddenly somebody is sing belting in a country voice, uh-huh. have you forgotten when those towers fell? <laughs> Everybody in the room turns and looks at the singer, and it's like, "Holy shit, what is happening?" Because the again, the lyrics. From 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 that point forward, are just a description of September 11th. Like, yeah, they're it's it's insane that the song exists. Um, I don't know where he heard it, but uh, he knew it very well, and then fucking wrecked the room. Like people standing up with ironic, non-ironic patriotism. <laughs> uh, in like the 20 it was like I think I saw him do it for the first time somewhere around like 2007 so it was pretty uh, anyway shout out to a guy who's not listening to the show uh, yeah. and uh, a night of karaoke we like Kevin that I have not forgotten <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a not similar anecdote but it is this in the same ballpark I used to go and do karaoke regularly at this place called Dell's Saloon, now closed bar. It's under new ownership, new name. Uh, and they had weekly karaoke. And the KJ was this big, like, burly, barrel-chested uh, former Special Forces guy who wore a Hawaiian shirt. So, like, a big dude. But very friendly, very garrulous, always saying secret agent man. Cool. So there was this dude who was a who was kind of a... A uh, bald on top, long in back guy, kind of the 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 Fraser Crane sort of hairstyle. That's the direction I'm headed. Um, and he was 
he was he was a regular there and he would always just like sing Sinatra, you know, great voice. People liked him, knew him. I don't remember what his name was. Let's just call him Bill. Uh, anyway, Bill was there and uh, there was at a certain point in the night, he had Bill's over at the bar and uh, the KJ, uh, the special forces guy in the Hawaiian shirt gets up and says, uh, hey, uh, hey, everyone, I, I just want to get everyone's attention real quick between songs. Uh, everyone, everyone know Bill? We all know Bill, right? And everyone's like cl- clapping because we know Bill. Bill's a regular. We all look over there. We, we, we clock our heads towards him. Bill kind of waves. He's like, he's like, everyone get a good look at Bill over there by the bar. Yeah. Bill. He's been stealing tips off the bar. You're 86. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And everyone's cheering. And then we just go like, oh, boo. (laughs) We start booing this guy. And Bill's all fucking mad because he's like drunk. He's like trying to come at him. And then uh, and then the KJ start this big dude starts charging over there. And then like a bunch of people just push Bill out of the bar because we know it's going to they know it's going to escalate. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like we're just like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) It was it was such an energy flip from just like, hey, we love this guy to boo. We hate this guy. Uh, Kill him and then he was out of the bar and then we just went on to the next song it was it was quite That's something so funny wow yeah and honestly fucking rule <laughs> i think about it all the time been stealing tips off the bar you're 86 get the fuck out of here wow <laughs> jesus christ uh i mean why don't we just end on that that's fantastic okay sure uh i mean we hit we ha- two out of 170 questions <laughs> i mean I, I guess I, I have a few more it was three it was three i have a few more but maybe we can just keep coming back to this later somehow because there was a lot of really great questions that i'm just like Ask yeah we'll do some more. more just a couple more okay this one's from stega uh from our discord stega. stega do you ever feel guilty about playing too many video games yes Mm, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, the answer is yes. I, I, the answer is yes, both in terms of like, I should be doing something more productive, which is a dumb, that's that's just internalized capitalism. We shouldn't be thinking in terms of using our time productively. Yes. Uh, but but the, so there's that. But the the bigger thing is like, oh, I'm neglecting my spouse, which is just a thing you have. It's the, it's the gamers. If you're if you're a gamer who lives with a non gamer. You're going to run into that at a certain point where it's just like, okay, I got to make sure that I I may love this game uh, that I'm kind of addicted to right now, but I have to make sure I'm making time for my significant other. So, yeah, that's definitely a guilty. Well, that sort of plays into another question from Waluigi is my dad. In all seriousness, how do you how do video games fit into your relationship with your significant other? How does the podcast slash career fit into that dynamic? Uh, And because they were like. We hear Mary on the show and like. That's like fun, but we don't really know uh, how it fits into Matt and Nick's life. And I will Can say, I? yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Heather, you go. Well, I want to since Mary's brought up, I want to answer real quick that I've been in some relationships in the past where um, my gaming was actively like uh, insulted uh, mm. and or like, yeah, um, you know, like. Like, like. Why do you why do you still engage with something for children? Uh, oh. Like just really, really negative takes about my gaming. And I became sort of preconditioned to hiding it mm. to like gaming on on the sly when my partner was off to work or uh, or or like immediately turning off the system and like stowing it away. And Mary has had a lot of difficulty with that with breaking that pattern for me. So she'll ask me what I did today and I'll be like, well, I did this, 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 and this. And I played uh, a couple, just a couple of rounds of Fortnite. And she's like, you don't have to say just a couple. 
you can say, I played Fortnite. It's okay. Yeah. And, and that is fun. so hard for me that it like yeah. makes my voice tremble just saying it here on wow. the podcast. Mm. Uh, Natalie does not, my, my lovely wife does not Exist. play games really. <laughs> She's real. She's a real person. Hello. Hi. I'm married to Nick. Yeah. Okay. The C. Heather. She's right there. Yeah, she's right there. She's right there. She is on camera. <laughs> um, she, you probably feel like she's an idiot real. now, huh, Heather? Yeah, 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 I do. Because I, I did see her just then. She just stepped in and spoke to the mic and gave me a stern look. <laughs> uh, anyway, she doesn't, I, I don't want to say she doesn't play games because she does play. She'll, she'll play like puzzle games. She actually, she weirdly played through all of Prince of Persia Sands of wow. Time. That's like one game she really right. got into when it released, but then was just like, oh, that was fun. I guess kind of Nick Offerman style was just like, okay, I, I don't need to play games yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I've tried to get her to play like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, uh, yeah, they that they haven't really clicked. She does have her own switch. She'll she'll mess around with, but you know, it's it's not like an active thing for her. But in terms of how it relates to me and our relationship, she's like very like she's never been like like oh video games. Oh, I can't believe you're playing video games. You know, I'm like it's it's it 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 isn't the the activity is considered like any sort of other you know, hobby or whatever. It's just like I could be woodworking and it'd be viewed in the same sort of way. So like it's I, I think she's she's got a she's she's supportive, I guess you could say, in that regard. Like she she's she wants me to have time playing games. She knows it's a thing that brings me happiness. Um and uh I think if if it's ever an obstacle, it would just be from like me binging too much or getting too focused uh thankfully i don't really get frustrated at games in the same way anymore like it, there used yeah. to be times when i'd get like i'd, I'd have like a, i'd get really pissed off and it really affect my mood now i'm a little bit more uh tranquil about it and uh and understand that 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 failing or losing or is sometimes just a part of gaming and i kind of kind of take it in stride more as i've gotten older uh so that's less of an issue it's more just a matter of balancing you know time my free time, both of our collect our shared free time uh, with, you know, finding patches for my my gaming habit. But, yeah, you know, she 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 views it as a hobby and, and she's interested in what I'm playing. And um, maybe some maybe some some light fun is being poked at uh, if I'm playing something particularly stupid. Uh, but uh, the, but that's it. That's the extent of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's it's similar uh, in my household. Uh, my girlfriend, Isabel, doesn't play wood. I would be shocked to catch her playing a video game on her own. It's not something that she's like, oh, I want to play this game. But if there's like a game like Mario Kart or something, or like we were playing Overcooked for a little while together, um, if it's like something we can do together, she's like interested. Uh, she really loves Mario Kart. And then she'll also like to go to like like a barcade or something uh, and like play oh, sure. like Mortal Kombat 2. Um, she loves like, she loves Baraka. She wants to go and play the Baraka game. She says, um, "That's very." Yeah, she's fun. like, "I want." She likes that. She loves Burger Time. Uh, those are like her games. And, but if I'm playing a game here, it is sort of like I'm doing it. Like if I'm done with my work or something, and she's still coming home like from work or whatever. Or if there's like a weekend where like I don't have anything to do, and she doesn't have anything to do, and we don't want to go anywhere. I think Maddie Myers coined this term on Triple Click. But like we'll have like together alone time. We'll sure, be yeah. like on the couch and she'll be like reading a book or something and I'll be like playing a game. And it's just that's 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 how you spend time. That's like that's you're not doing something together, but you are 
to sitting together and like enjoying each other's company, just doing two separate activities. But then if it's like time to like go do something, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me just save this real quick. I'll just turn it off. It's not like, I'll just get up and go do something. It's like it's not um, it's never an interruption in our in our day to day. It's always just like I'm doing this right now, but I can stop at any time. It's not something that I feel like I need to be doing, you know. Yeah. I will say one one addendum I feel like I should add, and I'm curious if you if either of you have any input uh, input with your SOs, uh, past and present, is the the like like dating in games is always kind of a weird thing. Like uh, not necessarily like there's a it's just kind of like like I remember I was playing Stardew Valley once. I may have talked about this on the pod, and now he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" It's like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm giving Leah salads." Uh, so that she'll fall in love with me, and she's like, "What the fuck are you playing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't always like when I was playing like uh, when I was playing like Cyberpunk or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was like, "Yeah, I'm really trying to sleep with Pan Am <laughs> or whatever." Uh, yeah, but she will often joke if there's like like a hot like girl character on the in the game or whatever oh is that your girlfriend like she'll, she'll just te- like lightly tease me like oh you're playing the game with yeah. your girlfriend in it and i'm like that's not no it's not even like that she's not even my girlfriend <laughs> i'll show yeah. you my girlfriend <laughs> um one last question wow because i think this is interesting we'll all have different answers probably a single item. Oh, this is from. I'm, I don't know why I'm not reading anybody's name today. Uh, this one's from Zaltotune on our Discord. A single item must be banished: Mario, Zelda, or Pokemon. This is just going to be a generational thing for me. I'll, I'll say Pokemon, yeah. just because I uh, Mario and Zelda. That those are those are some That's what beloved franchises for me. Heather, you'd probably say the same. No. Oh. Interesting. Because I know what I, I would say. Goodbye, Mario. Holy shit. I'm shocked. Goodbye, Mario. Two, two things to factor in. One, I was a Sega kid. That's so, true. You're right. Fair. Like, if, if it was like between Sonic and Mario, I'd choose Sonic. So why, if it was Mario and these other two, um, I'd rather play Breath of the Wild 2 than whatever Mario game is next. And I think Pokemon, it's, it's got my boy Trubbish. <laughs> like I can't say goodbye to Trubbish. No. Trubbish is, in, in this office, Trubbish is represented. I have a big old Trubbish pillow. I don't have any fucking Mario shit in this wow. room. No. Bye-bye, Mario. Bye-bye, all of Mario. Well, all of it. <laughs> And of course, my answer is I'm keeping Mario and I'm keeping Pokemon. Bye bye Zelda. Woof. I've I know it's tough to say because I loved Breath of the Wild, but I don't know if the experience of Breath of the Wild is enough for me to say goodbye to one of the other ones. I love the Pokemon games and I love Mario. Wow. I've played them just more hours wise. I'm going to go so far as to say you could get rid of all the rest of Zelda other than Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker, and uh-huh. I'd, sti- I'd still choose Zelda over Mario. Wow. That's wild. That's a, I, I like that we all have different answers. Me too. 
you can if you did if you did a Venn diagram of the three of us, the the intersecting middle would just be a void. <laughs> and, it, it be, <laughs> and that's why the show works. And you know that's you, why the show. You works. know what goes in that void is Sonic Frontiers, one of the best. <laughs> no, hell yeah, no, let's fucking go. Uh, hey, great questions. Thanks for sending them in. That's this week's Get Played. Links to our Discord, Twitch, and social media are in the episode description. Our engineering is by Jordan Duffy, Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. Thanks, Jordan. And check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, where are we this week? Actually, I, I may need your uh, too. So, um, yeah, good question. Um, as of this episode airing, we'll be dropping the Evangelion um, mailbag and then right. Junji Ito and then getting into Blue Lock. Got it. So we're doing. So we're doing th- this week. We've got an Evangelion mail bo- mailbag talking about the series, talking about all the rebuilds. Uh, next week we're talking about Junji Ito Maniac, which is on Netflix. And then after that, we'll be getting into our mini series on Blue Lock. Junji Ito's Maniac is an episode we recorded the day before it was announced for Fortnite. Yes. yes. So I think I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, if you see a giant balloon of your own head with a noose dangling from it, just be careful. I give it a big kiss. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, Heather, no. Uh, get Animated. You can check it out on Stitcher Premium or at patreon.com slash get played. Guys, great episode today. Great episode. We did Had it. a lot of fun. We did it. No one got played. Surprise. Surprise.